Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. This is Chuck Bartok speaking to you from the banks of the Sacramento River on the 400. An 81st episode of You Can Build It, Your Business, a call-in talk show. Uh, Those of you who follow this on a regular basis will notice that we have been uh, quiet for the last uh, four, five, six weeks. Uh, A little bit of time between, before the holiday, during the holiday. And here we are. Well, excuse me. The 1st of February. So we pretty much missed all of January also. And there are reasons for that that I'd like to spend a brief amount of time today talking about because I understand I'm not alone. So far, we're joined today by a brilliant author and the author of my granddaughter, my great granddaughters and their mother's uh, favorite children's book, J.L. Callison. Not only has he written other exciting books, Uh, His most recent entry was uh, A Mouse in the House for the Love of Peanut Butter. Thank you very much for joining us today, Jerry. I'm I'm thrilled to be here. I was looking around to see who you're talking about for a minute. (laughs) I was talking about you. No, it's interesting. uh, Prior to the show, Jerry and I were chatting about uh, how things have affected a lot of us. And, of course, our holiday has great-grandparents of a nice tribe, uh, was a lot quieter. Shirley and I spent Christmas all by ourselves. We did have the opportunity to see three of our great-granddaughters a a week or so later, and uh, they came by, and we were able to share the the fun and the love that we have enjoyed. Well, we enjoy it all year long, but, uh, you know, more holiday presented. And uh, I'm wondering, and, and uh, I talked to my doctor, and he kind of agreed. I think part of all of this stuff is one of the reasons that my ambition level or ability to focus changed. Uh, have you experienced uh, ups and downs like this in the last six, eight weeks, Jerry? Uh, I tend to every year. I get a little bit of sad, okay. uh, seasonal adjusted, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, uh, the short days, lack of right. sunlight and all of that fun stuff and not being outdoors. So yes. I, I tend to struggle with that in the wintertime. Um, and then too, we've got the, you know, the holidays are just over and most of us haven't gotten to spend it with families. So right. that's kind of debilitating and puts us down a little. How's your production been though, Jerry? Actually, uh, after several months of basically nothing, oh, okay. uh, being stuck, uh, uh, I, I uh, in the last two months, three months, I guess now, I started it in uh, uh, in November. Um, I wrote it, wrote an entire novel. It's a short novel, about forty five thousand words, but oh, got that done. And uh, one I've been stuck on for about a year started flowing again and i'm just about to complete it so uh, actually my production production is up it's uh amazing Uh, so that it's been it's been fun to write again i've been struggling for so long that uh so i i can't blame the the seasonal stuff on that but uh i i don't know what did it but yeah just all of a sudden uh I woke up with an idea. Well, I was playing an online mahjong game, and I got a, I got um, the fortune cookie for winning the game, and and the fortune cookie triggered an idea for a story, and it just went from there. So uh, you, know, you never know where. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, you, you never know where inspiration is going to come from. It's amazing that you brought up the online mahjong game. Because 
one of the things that in a way, two things actually that I do want to discuss, well, one I definitely want to discuss, that was a book I read or reread, but uh, the PCH Publishers Clearinghouse, you know, I went ahead and went mm -hmm. online and I played their scratch off games. In fact, they've sent me three checks so far. You know, I mean, I'm just so excited about that. They're ten dollars a piece, <laughs> but, but it's, it's all profit. Right. Anyway, one of the ads in the PCH uh, website I was playing a scratch off was uh, uh, Caesars online uh, free slots. OK. Well, I clicked on that and I went over and it was Caesar's uh, palace type thing and the seven, 70 or 80 slot machines. And many of them are very similar to the ones that are real, you know, as far as the graphics and everything. And they've done an awful lot of internal games within the slot games. Anyway, make a long mm -hmm. story short. I started out with their free, uh, well, it's all free. You can buy coins if you want to. But anyway, I took, I don't know, was it 100,000 coins? I'm sitting today at, um, uh, how many coins? 37 billion, 222 million, <laughs> 459,596 coins. Now, what's interesting, and, and believe it or not, these are, you talk about production, okay? I have been as high as 80 billion. And I've been as low recently as, uh, what the hell was it, 12 or 13 billion, okay? Now, believe it or not, as we all know, games can be, you can have play intuitions. And what I've done is actually used my thought process based on the information I've seen and understanding the law of large numbers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I have made decisions on how I play some of these games, et cetera. You know, how much do I bet? Uh, how long do I stay on this game and go on to another game and so on? Well, believe it or not, that activity has helped me get back in the saddle for the things that I should be doing and like to do also. So your Maja game gave you an inspiration for, for a book. Uh this Caesars online slots has uh, given me a, an idea on actually a couple of series of articles based on what it is that we can do to stimulate. And uh, I, I share this with my poker buddies. And um, some of these things give us an opportunity to stimulate uh, our thought process and maybe reorganize. I, it's a beautiful. Tell us about the mahjong. Uh, how uh, how the fortune cookie uh, got you to a, to a new idea for a book? Well, uh, the uh, the fortune I, I play this game all the time, and oh, okay. a lot of the fortunes I've seen multiple times. Uh, okay. You know, I, I use it to keep my brain active. Yeah, uh, yeah. When when I'm fighting the cluster headaches, and you know, I've not had much sleep, I've got to have something to something yeah. I could focus my attention on to deal with the pain. Mm -hmm. um, and it works well for that. So Good. Um, I, I started using that, but I had one uh, fortune come up and it has never come up again. It said, never give up on the one you cannot quit thinking about. Oh, and oh. that just got my crazy brain working the way it did. And I, I have written a romance from a guy's point of view. All right. Um, it's a guy who has, uh, uh, he's very short, and he's built kind of funny with real short legs and long-waisted, so he, he's, uh, he's never been able to get a date with a girl, even though he's 33 years old, and he's kind of been bullied and mocked um, for his size and everything. Um, and this girl comes to work with him that is just gorgeous and, you know, she won't leave his mind. And, and it just kind of, the idea just jumped out and it kind of took wings. And um, I don't know, uh, I've been running it past a couple of critique groups and I've got mixed reviews. Some really like it, some 
don't care, but that's the way it goes. You know, um, Jerry. But, it, but it's been fun to write. I, I know you know that I'm a dog on this, but this whole evolution of how the story popped in just seems so ripe for a series of blog articles along with some testing teasers or whatever of the book as it progresses. What do you think about that? Yeah, I've been playing with the idea. Um, I'm, I'm not much of a blogger. Um, okay. It's, it, it's hard for me to write and get a cohesive thought in a short area. I tend to more toward longer pieces, and that doesn't work well for blogging. Um, <clears throat> so I don't know. I, I've kind of tested okay. a couple of things and, and run them out a couple of areas and really didn't get much feedback. Okay. Um, so I'm kind of kind of holding off on that. I, my success with with marketing and things has been more face to face. Right, I understand. Um, if I, I could talk with somebody or or with a group, um, yeah, you know, like at, at a library function or things like that. That that's where I do best. Um, I, I need to work on developing more of that for uh, online stuff, but right. haven't. Uh, haven't mastered it yet. Well, I like I said, that's th these are suggestions yeah. that work have worked. And actually, the you said something that I've learned. I don't have to be quote a blogger, but I have found it many times. It's easier for me to dictate my thoughts about what I'm doing and why I'm doing it, which ends up being a blog article by using any of the speech to text translators. And 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 so I, I don't have, you know, I'm not a mommy's blogger and have all this great stuff to talk about, but I do have several articles that are ready to, I'm getting back in the saddle myself. And oh gosh, Mark Hanna left us. I was just gonna recognize Mark. Uh, uh oh, I'm disconnected. Can anybody hear me? No, no I hear I'm, you. Okay, it says connection error. Huh. Yeah, I, I think I think talk shoes having troubles today. Oh I, my I couldn't God. get on online. I had to go to the cell phones. I, I see eight one four is with us. Is that Amy? Yeah. Oh my gosh, you sound so far away, Amy. Are you far from a microphone? Now I'm close. Oh there you are. Okay. Can you hear me now? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I can hear you now. Good to hear from you. Hello. Yeah. And a happy new year to you. You too. Oh, that was Jerry saying happy new year. I don't know if you heard him or not. Oh, okay. I didn't know who was speaking, but yes. Yeah, it was yeah. Jerry Callison. J.L. Callison. And uh, Amy, uh, exciting 60 days for Amy over the holidays. This girl is turning the, turning the uh, internet alive. Uh, doing a, a, a regular Friday activity on your author website, correct? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and share Excellent. with the audience what, what that is, Amy, what you're doing on Fridays. Okay. Well, it's really just at the end of every month. I, I'm doing, I invite a guest to speak, and it's usually someone who's inspirational, who has overcome a disability. The last uh -huh. one is a deafblind woman who change, has changed laws in Utah, has, has led conferences, and wow. she was the head of a banking, uh, I don't know, She she's working with veterans, she's doing all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. She can't hear, she can't see, she's amazing. And yeah, so she shared her story, and so I do this uh, every every week, month, and on a Friday. Okay. It's monthly now, but, but you actually record the interview, correct? And then the interview is available on your blog site for me to listen to or download to my device so I can listen to it as I'm driving down the road, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very good. Excellent. 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 Yeah. And and, and, and that's not really, a, a, I mean, this is a terrible thing to say, but it's, it's not a real difficult chore because I know in Amy's case, being a, a teacher at heart, 
knowing how to ask questions and how to draw people out, uh, you know, is, is maybe easier for Amy than it is for everybody. But she's using a talent that she has to the benefit of not only herself, but the person that she's interviewing. Because this last lady's interview was extremely interesting to me, and I, I thought it was uh, very good. <laughs> so and this is a, yeah. a wonderful system, everybody. Uh, uh, and, and again, Jerry, I, I'm bringing it up. This is not a difficult thing to pop up on your website in a section. She has a special section for Friday, Friday Follies or something. <laughs> but... But then social media, you know, the, the quick three or four sentence description and the link to that article, when they get to your website, wouldn't it be a shame if over on the right hand side, they see the graphics and the link to buy your books? In other words, you're not advertising, you know, you're not, I mean, it's just kind of a, a thing that happens, right? But yeah. that's not why they initially went there. Right. You know. Yeah. And, and I'm amazed. And I think Amy is finding out that there's a lot of new people, quote, new people, not our strong Facebook followers and so on. But uh, search engines are still working. And of course, the more content, the more relevant and solid content a person has on their uh, uh, website, uh, the those words get searched. It's funny how what things we get searched for. <laughs> Fortune cookie, for instance, <laughs> on on an article about why you are writing or wrote the new book. The word fortune cookie is, and uh, you know, I'm just I'm throwing stuff out. I'm not trying to change your mind, yep. Jerry. <laughs> no, <laughs> that that sounds good. That's. Uh... Uh, you know how technologically illiterate I am, and uh, yeah. but uh, I, I need to learn this stuff. I, I need I know that this is a weakness. It's an area that I need to improve. Um, so uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm put some thought into that. that. That's really cool, Amy. I, I like the idea, and uh, I'll I'll have to check that out. Yeah, check, check Amy Amy uh, Bovard Bovard A M Y B O V A I R D dot com. Everybody listening today, tomorrow, and in the future, uh, she does have a section there. All obviously, she has her books that have such a wonderful, humorous way of sharing with the world how she has overcome challenges. In her case, it's. Mm -hmm. uh, Vision and and now hearing also, Amy. Did did I understand your hearing is diminished? Yes. Yes. Mhm. Mm yeah. So I, obviously, I'm a fan of Amy's. <laughs> I, her, her books. Her books are a delight. They really are, ladies and gentlemen. And I would like to kind of diverse back to what we talked about in the beginning. My uh, so-called being out of touch away from the world uh, because I just couldn't get myself together. It's my fault. Nobody else's. Oh, yes, we had all sorts of distractions and elections and yakety yakety. And it's so easy to blame the world for my problems, but uh, it, they're not at blame. It's just I lost sight. I lost um, my focus, you might say. And what got me back on track, not only playing the silly slot machines on the Internet, <laughs> which I, I don't want to get into that, but I am. In a, I grew up in the industry uh, back when Las Vegas was being developed in the 40s and 50s through my family. But anyway, um, I reread. I, I, I just said, Chuck, you got to get off your stick here. Your world is not that bad. Your problems are not that big. I pulled off the shelf and reread very carefully and considered heavily the book written by our good friend Peter Wright up in Canada, uh, Five Steps on Thriving with Adversity, and just uh, Thriving on Adversity. 
not five steps how to conquer it, not five steps, how, five steps to thriving on adversity. And he outlines his five steps very quickly, but each step in description, this is not a big book, it's uh, 120 pages. Uh, he uses his own life stories to magnify each of the steps that he feel are important for us to thrive regardless of adversity. And I just want to highly recommend, I thought maybe Peter might join us. I have, I, <laughs> I said, well, I'm just going to pop out a blog post real quick about this. Well, no, I had to choose my words a lot better. And I will be having a blog post on how this book helped me. It's not the first time I read it. And I think a lot of us have books that we have on the shelf that at one time piqued our internal satisfaction. Uh, don't be afraid to pick them up and read them again, especially if they, they did have an impact on your life, such as The Master Key, uh, The Miracle of Right Thought by Martin, and Think and Grow Rich. After 1960, it's when I first read those three books. I have read each of them probably four to five times. And, and it's, it, it's helpful. It's just helpful to me, and I know it's helpful to other people. But uh, Peter's story is very interesting. Uh, he and his wife and family did live under severe adversity. If we think we got a problem, <laughs> read about his problems and, and how everything that he had was lost a couple of times because of things totally beyond his control. Government changed. People took over his country, and they were named persona non grata and lost everything, imprisoned, and yada, yada. Anyway, read, read Peter's books. Five Steps to Thriving on Adversity. You can find Peter on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, he also has a website called Peter Wright's Blog. That's W-R-I-G-H-T-S blog.com and he and his wife are living up in Canada uh, and he has also he and his associate have a wonderful uh, video series uh, several of our callers to this program have been interviewed by Peter and Kathleen Bouvet I think Amy is Amy still with us I think Amy was interviewed Jerry have you been interviewed on that yes I was and sorry, yes, I, that's, for some reason, I lost the right. connection. I had to come back in. Okay, that's all right. <clears throat> yeah. So yes, uh, what, what it, they've it done is a, they... It was a... Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was just going to say it was a very fun process. They, they were uh, a delight to talk with. Yeah. yeah they're great hosts. They're, and, and, you know, it's mm -hmm. interesting. Neither one of them are professionals at that. You know what I mean? I mean, uh, Peter has, I think that's an advantage. Yeah, yeah. We don't have any pomposity, and and and, and yeah. they're not selling anything, you know. I, I mean, right. you you wouldn't know that they're actually in the small home business. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's that's their current. Well, Peter does some other things too, but uh, anyway. Again, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it helped me. I think I'm back in the saddle. I'm uh, starting to feel like. Uh, I'm, I'm going to probably start enjoying myself a little more. <laughs> I was really mad at me. Boy, I was beating myself up some fears. And uh, I understand from our poker group on Wednesdays that uh, I didn't realize that my poker playing buddies, we started talking about it about two, three weeks ago. I'm, I wasn't alone in the neighborhood with this uh, malaise, you may call it, or whatever. Uh, anyway. Uh, Jerry, I'm glad that you spent this time uh, in, in a direction of, of you being able to create new work. Uh, my, my good friend and associate also got off of his tokus and uh, finished his book, uh, his memoir on his high school summer between uh, high school and college. And uh, that features Elvis and the Duke. And uh, interesting opportunity or whatever you want to call it when he was involved with 
Mr. Presley and, and in that situation that summer. Um, and, and he's got back to writing the chapters of The Cowardly Lion, which is a book that focuses on his uh, hospitalization uh, as they lifted him out of Vietnam and the year and a half, almost two years he spent in the hospital. So The Cowardly Lion is, uh, is being very well received. He just posted chapter nine. If anybody's interested in that story, you can go to jamesstrauss.com. That's S-T-R-A-U-S-S, James, two S's in the middle, two at the end. And uh, click on the link that says The Cowardly Lion. Uh, it's going to end up being a wonderful book. And also, uh, on a positive note, the book The Duke, referencing his high school activity, uh, we're readying that for print publication in the next few days. So the Duke will be out in, it started out being a novella and ended up being a novel. <laughs> so it, It's funny anyway. how those do that. Well, yeah, that, that novel. Uh, that novel that yeah. I just told you I just finished that started right. out as a short story. So did it? Yeah, I, I was I, I was looking for five thousand words and got forty five. So well, well, you know, it's interesting that the first chapter of the Duke is still in the short story section because it was a short story about Jim and his buddy, his best friend in Hawaii, uh, bumping into the Duke. Well, the Duke bumped into them, or however you want to call it. And uh, what it did was that when he wrote it, he says, wait a minute, we had a hell of a summer. And uh, the Duke played uh, an integral part of that summer. So anyway, uh, we, a lot of things, because yeah. I was a fortune cookie. I still got to, I'm going to learn more about that fortune cookie uh, book. I, can we could we see tests of it or any uh, teasings of it anywhere? Um, if, if you would like to do a beta read, I would be happy to send you a copy of it. Sure, I'd love to. I'd love to. Okay. It's, it's a, uh, something I enjoy. Yeah, Just, yeah, you, know, I, you know my email address because we've talked before. Yeah, I, I've got it. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, if you'd like to do that, then, uh, you know, tell me what you don't like. Um, okay. Uh, tell me that. Tell everybody else what you do like. But while you're talking about books, um, I just did a beta read for um, a, a new author. Uh, he's retired uh, Air Force uh, and airline captain. Um, ah. had, to, had to retire because of a massive heart attack he had oh, while uh, mountain biking. And oh, wow. his story takes more than heart by ah. Dennis Mellon. It's M E L L E N Mellon. Yes. M E L L E N. It just released, um, published by, uh, where is it here? Uh, Friesen Press. Well, Friesen, um, okay. Yeah, F R I E S E N yeah. Press. Uh, it's on, it's on uh, Amazon, any place you buy books. Now, did you say his last uh, name was Mellon or Nellon? Melon, uh, with an M. M. Okay. All Mike, right. uh, Mike Echo Lima Lima Echo yep. November. Got it. Okay. Um, Thank you, sir. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's. Uh, uh, but anyhow, it's a it's an excellent story. It's it's more than just a a memoir. It's more than a self help book. Um, and he, he just grips you from the beginning. Um, mm. yeah, it was, um, yeah, it, it was, a one that I really enjoyed, uh, doing the beta read on and, uh, I just got a signed copy from him. So I had it sitting here and you were mentioning Peter's book, uh, which I have not yet read, but I can't wait to read that. I know that's going to be one that, that's, that's helpful. Do you see my but, book? Uh, Fuck. What? It's called a blinker. Sorry, I'm driving a truck and some guy. Oh, Mark, you're, you're mute yourself, Mark. You're oh back. God, I know. Oh, I'll I'll do that. This guy didn't even see my.
<laughs> okay. Yeah, you there? Yeah. Okay. That, that's a fun part of being on the road. Yep, being a truck driver could, could be very disheartening. I'm glad to see Mark Hanna with us. And Hi. There you are, <laughs> if, if you're back in the, uh, and then uh, we've got, uh, Amy came back, Amy Beauvaird. Very yeah. good. Hi, Amy. Thank you, Amy. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Pardon Mark, me, we, folks. Yeah, well, you, boy, you better I'll watch your you. life. <laughs> did I say something wrong? Yes, uh, you did. I mean, you, and I, hey, I know your mother, you know, that beautiful 90 plus year old <laughs> lady. If I told her that's the way you were talking on the air, I think you'd probably be in trouble. Uh oh, it's called the MCC, the Marsha Communications. Company. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> By the way, she's going to be 96 March 5th. Oh, and she is thriving. She is thriving. Oh yeah. Hey, a uh, long really time, good. long time, Chuck. Yeah. I miss yep. you guys. It's been a while. Yeah, I'm, we miss you, and I'm glad you joined us. Shirley well, was talking I did that about because, you the other day. Well, that's why you guys have been living in the People's Republic of California. <laughs> It's like you're living in prison. Not me. I've, well, I know you weren't, but that's because you're independent and don't take stuff like that from the uh, excuse me, the emperor, emperor Newsom. Well, we don't pay any attention. Where we live, we do not pay any attention to them. Thank Our goodness for that. Our bars and restaurants have not closed, and you can you can find plenty of bars and restaurants to go sit down and eat and enjoy yourself and. No kidding. You know. So that's because you live in the uh, the state of Jefferson. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it's a mindset. It's a mindset. I know. So. I know. Well, hey, where hi, everybody. are you located, Mark? Where are okay, you well, I'm still now? in Cedar. I'm still in Cedar City, uh, hey. Utah, and yeah. I'm driving for Andrus Transportation. I have been. Okay. Um, I what I do is I drive a set route. It's called mm -hmm. a dedicated route. Uh, five days a week, I drive from Cedar City down to St. George, Utah, and then I pick up a FedEx load and go up to Salt Lake City, drop it, and then bring back a load to Cedar City, and then oh. I'm off. So I actually get home every night, and then I'm home. Wonderful. Gosh, I think I have two and a half days off, literally, wow. for my time off. And um, I'm an author. Chuck has been very, very influential in aiding me. And because I am uh, involved with driving, <laughs> literally that's all I do is drive and sleep. And then any other time, it's trying to keep my horses healthy, which are important in my future because those, those particular horses are going to be involved in the movie that's going to be made out of my books. Right. And, um, of course, <laughs> the, the latest, hopefully I'm not, Keeping all you guys. No, uh, no, keep, keep well, I'll, I'll, okay. Um, my book is about horses. If you imagine the Black Stallion, you have uh, um, the gentleman who wrote all the. Oh, did I lose you? Did we lose you, Mark? I think, I think we did. Yeah, he might be. Well, anyway, actually, before Mark comes back, the only reason I talk about his book is because my wife is in it all all the time. <laughs> I mean, yeah. My, <laughs> I, I, got, I got to learn more about my wife than I ever knew when I read Mark's book. <laughs> yeah, because, because um, Shirley morphed into another person who morphed into another person. But <laughs> yeah. she but she was uh, she is a superior horsewoman which she is and she turned into a and um i guess you could say an ophthalmonic uh, excuse me ophthalmentic or whatever ophthalm ophthalmology she was a veterinarian and she worked on eyes book. of in, mammals in, in, in the in, in the, the book. book yeah yes but um but it's it's interesting because the way i wrote my first book was from experience lived experience mm -hmm. uh, and I added a little bit of uh, fiction to it to make it interesting uh, I juxtaposed certain people that are in my life that I made him be me and, and vice versa and then I made up a few things because I have a hope for, for the future 
So uh, that book is um, it's it's doing rather well as far as uh, people liking it, <laughs> reading it, and I'm I'm in the process right now of uh, promoting it through my publisher. That's right. bestseller publishing. And then, but Hollywood, when I signed a contract last February, I signed a contract with an agent and a screenwriter who had already started a script. And as soon as I was supposed to get down there to San Diego to meet with them to flesh out the whole series, the three books in the trilogy, uh, COVID uh, yeah. popped its head and the New World Order decided to destroy our economy, right. as well as Hollywood. And so... I'm waiting for them if they ever do open up and this, hopefully this, this, uh, oh, we've lost him again. Darn. Yeah. Either that or I'm, there we go. Are you hearing him, Jerry? Can you hear me? No, I, I, I hear you. Oh, okay. Okay. I think he's just got intermittent signal there. You, you, you know, well, well, before Mark comes back, there is one thing about his first book, The Horse Listener, which is published. Horse lis Listener, not Whisperer. Uh, he did something that I thought was very clever. The book is about Mark, and he created two characters, and both of these characters interact one of the characters is Mark as a high school student, and the other character is Mark as an adult. And and Mark has Mark has spent a good part of his life working with other people, especially young people, in the horse world. And of course, how Shirley got involved is my wife got him into the horse world and helped him get into that direction. But I, I think it was interesting that the author is writing about himself in two different aspects. And that was mm -hmm. a kind of a first for me, but I guess other people do that. Is that correct, Jerry? Uh, I've not run across it myself, but uh, okay. I know that it's done. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, uh, it's interesting. Yeah, I, well, fiction has to have, at least a segment of reality to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, even if it's science fiction, there, right. there's got to be something that is relatable to right. it. And th most of that comes from real life. I, I know I can't make up characters just out of whole right. cloth. Uh, mo most of the characters, at least my main characters, uh, are based on somebody that I know uh, mm -hmm. or have known sometime or another in my life. Right. And I'll change them enough so that they're not recognizable. But I have to be able to relate to my characters. Mm -hmm. Of course, my writing is very character-driven. Right. Uh, so I, I have to relate to my characters and let them tell me what goes on. Um, and that's a whole lot easier if you're working with somebody. And uh, writing from your own perspective on two different levels, that would be... I think that would be interesting. Yeah. Each of yourself I, what you wish you had been taught. Yeah. Um, um, can you hear me okay yeah. now, Chuck? Y yes, you came back. We were talking yeah. about you. We're glad Hold you were here. I was, I was hearing that, and you're oh. correct, Chuck, because <laughs> now what's interesting is the reason why I did this, the, the thing that motivated me is I come from, uh, from horses all my life. Yeah. I've been involved with horses. So what I to do is I experienced an epiphany that was really important because I realized that I wasn't really a good horseman. Right. So the book is about my epiphany of changing into a horse listener. I was already a horse whisperer, mm -hmm. but I became a horse listener. But I wanted to show people that there was a different direction that they could go, learn the lesson that I learned at a later age, at a younger age. Mm -hmm. So a lot of different things I wanted to accomplish. I wanted to accomplish where people realized that there's a different way and also how other people can help you change your life and your way of being. And then besides that, one person who is extremely depressed and um, the other person who's new and needing to learn each person reinvigorated themselves, which in essence happened, but it happened not by 
let's say by myself, but because other people interacted with me. Right. So I used my experiences in my life with people that I knew, like Chuck was saying, I interacted with them and then used experiences that I had, like the person that, uh, uh, that I modeled my character after was a person that. In oh, we lost Jim again. Oh, <laughs> you know, I t before Mark hey, comes he, back, he just gets to the. <laughs> he, he just gets to the good point. He's gone. Right. I think. I think one of the problems Mark has is where he is in Utah because there is poor mm -hmm. cellular reception out there in many locations. Uh, but, right. Uh, again, I, I'm somewhat prejudiced to Mark's work. I've known him. I, I met him. When I met my wife, because he called one day, and of course he didn't know we were married. <laughs> so, so, so we we've been known each other forty two years, and it's interesting that what Mark is talking about the horse listener, our youngest son Jonathan, who is a professional horseman, rides every day, seven days a week, rain or shine, uh, probably anywhere from eight to ten horses. That, that his clients have provided him for, for, you know, to, to what's the word? I hate to say the word be trained, but to, to allow these horses to become who they are, who they, you know, want to mm -hmm. be. And Jonathan at a very early age, I mean, toddler almost, was able to listen to horses when Shirley and myself, we, we didn't, get it you know <laughs> so so I'm, I'm very sensitive to the horse listener part of it jonathan jonathan does not communicate well with humans which is interesting i mean he, he does but you know he, he's not a chatty kathy but yeah. it's amazing how he can communicate with a four-legged animal cows also and dogs wow. and he are just phenomenal because he listens to them he doesn't put his personality into them. He learns from their personality and then enhances their situation. Is that kind of wooey? <laughs> wow. Can, can you hear me, Chuck? Yes, you came back. Okay. I, what I'm doing, I'm standing on my head with a, with a tin can, a tin foil on my face. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, uh, it, the, it, in Utah, it helps if you also put your right elbow into your left ear. Okay, now that was interesting. That you should see it. Uh, I had to go through my right ear to get my left elbow into there. My left yeah. ear. <laughs> well, hey, I, let, I used what, to drive a truck too. I, I know what you're dealing with. <laughs> oh my gosh! Right where I have here, there's a repeater. Oh, we lost him again. <laughs> I think he can hear us. He just for some reason loses his vocal. Amy, are you picking up on all this? They told me that. Are you with me? Can I hear you again? Yeah. Well, <laughs> okay. We, we got hear you. I was just asking Amy if if she's following all of this. Yeah. Yeah. Be because you you know in a way, Mark, what Amy's whatever you want to, you know, main talent or whatever, is Amy has been a ESL teacher for many years. English is a second language, but not here in the States. She's traveled globally to many different cultures. And wow. I am sure that what the horse listener has to say in the book is very similar to the applications that Amy has used most of her life in helping people pick up on the second language. Um, yes, indeed. Um, God made our brains uh, tremendously powerful. Yeah. I mean, the most powerful computer in, in existence. Mm -hmm. So as a result of that, when we be quiet, just like Moses heard the still small voice in the wind, rather than a big explosion. What I've found is that listening to horses and you, Amy, listening to people and hearing them, you're not hearing them in words, but you're picking up on their essence and their spirit. And that's where I became more sensitive once I got rid of my 
problems that were holding me down, um, being angry and all that sort of thing. And as soon as I'm a Christian, as soon as I received Christ again, and that changed my whole life. So you become sensitive and everything that happens in your life is because you are quiet and you listen and you're more sensitive to the horses because they speak it non-verbally. Excellent. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's really weird. I, I have to share this with you because you brought it up and I've, I've been dreaming very vividly in the last month or two, I guess it's old age or something, but <laughs> old man. <laughs> what, what, yeah, what, 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 what always fascinated me is to sit and watch the horses in pasture and realize how they were communicating to each other so subtly and not all, well, very seldom vocally. And this is what fascinated me when I would, I don't know, Jonathan was a teenager and his mother, we had a, a couple of young new horses arrive and he was, his job was to go get them. And it's amazing how he walked out to the grass moved towards the horses for a long time. And then all of a sudden, for some reason, the horse that he wanted to come to him started coming to him. Now, Mark knows how that happened. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but uh, it, it, it just fascinated me to see that, you know, especially with the yeah, young It's pretty horses. amazing. And, you know, uh, you two have a lot to contribute to that, you and Shirley. I mean, um, Shirley's very sensitive and I mean, look at her works, the, her artistic abilities and then you in communication, you pass that on. I, I, I look at my son, Matthew, he's 28 years old and he is, he's pretty sensitive. Mm -hmm. So, um, one thing just to, to put in context and then I'll, I'll, I won't be taking up so much time when I was writing and I had these two characters, I used a I used to go to movies all the time and I'd see a particular theme and I'd see a particular way that they uh, were able to overcome an issue and have, uh, have a good effect. I would use yeah. those two or three different things and it would allow me to uh, expand on my story and make it um, worthwhile. So once I used those two characters and put them together, how they both interacted with each other to improve themselves the one thing I could say is that the young man did everything I wanted to do in my life. And the young man helped me regain my, my spirit and to continue on. So in essence, we have the spirit guiding us from both ways. It's very interesting. If you look at very it that good. way. Mark, I'm glad that you joined us and I hope that you're going to, well, I guess you're on a dedicated route. We won't be seeing you up the I-5 circuit for a while, but uh, hopefully when this thing breaks loose and, and we can travel again and Shirley feels better, we can, you know, get in the car, maybe come visit you also. Oh, I uh, would love that. I would love that. I, I want to, now your website is still live, correct? And people can still buy yes. the book from you. It's mark markmhanna.com, all smalls. And, and that's, in there, two, two N's. Uh, mark, Hannah. Mark, M A R K M H A N N A dot com. And it's it's active. I haven't added a lot of things, but I am going to add a a video conference on Zoom with audio and video for about an hour and a half that I just did recently. And then also I'm going to go on Facebook. <clears throat> fake book and i'm going to get a page on my book i'm oh, going good. to do something that chuck recommended i do and i'm going to read a chapter and put it online and get some comments and also mm -hmm. i'm going to develop my next two books at least that way and get some good good well, we, like I said, all of our lives have been disrupted, as we all know. But I think that many of us are able to move forward now in a positive manner and start to uh, focus back into our dreams and the job that we've assigned to ourselves. Uh, Amy, I know, hasn't really slowed down. And it's so good to hear that Jerry uh, made a 
some fantastic moves in the last couple of months with his. What's the name of the new book, Jerry? Or what will be the name? Uh, Wish You Were Here. Wish You Were Here by J.L. Callison, C-A-L-L-I-S-O-N. Amy, what do you have anything new coming out? Oh, Amy left us anyway. Amy Boverd, please, ladies and gentlemen. Amy B-O-V-A-I-R-D.com. Stop by there and, and get to know Amy. Uh, seriously. Uh, and her books are a delight. You personally may not be uh, you know, sight challenged as she is blind. Uh, but what's so beautiful about her books is she's explaining to us and sharing with us her transition from being sighted, teaching school in Indonesia and uh, becoming unsighted and how she used time and tested systems to help her life. Be, I, I hate to use the words, help her life be more smooth. Okay. So we have some great, great authors to read today. We've got Mark M. Hanna, The Horse Listener, J.L. Callison. We're going to await his new book. But right now you can order every young child in the world a copy of The uh, Mouse in the House for the Love of Peanut Butter. God, my great-granddaughters love that book. Anyway, I'm going to leave now because Shirley has uh, just pulled out of the oven a delicious white albacore tuna noodle casserole. And if you guys don't think that's a, 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 a meal fit for a king and a queen, you, you're, you're sadly mistaken because it is. It's, it's a, just a delight with fresh green beans in it and a few other good things. So this is Chuck Bartok speaking oh, well, to you. Oh, go ahead. Uh, wait just a couple of minutes. I'll be over. Oh, okay. Oh, you, you were talking to somebody else. Okay. Chuck, all my love to all of you. Uh, it's been a long time. I love you all. And Chuck, likewise for you, and especially Shirley, tell her that um, we're with you all and in the spirit, okay? Take Thank care. Thank you very much. And give your mother an extra hug for us, please. Chuck Bartok from the banks of the Sacramento River saying thank you very much for joining us for the 481st episode of You Can Build It, your business, and go out and have a great day tomorrow and those following because, you know, ladies and gentlemen, there truly is no alternative. Thank you. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.